You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. Okay, as question for today... Is it fair to say that Obi-Wan likes his coffee highly ground? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, and I really, so first of all, typically, you know, Matt comes up with those questions. I loved that question and I thought it was so important uh, that we actually brought on sort of a special guest today. Uh, you know, we were joined by uh, Coffee with Kenobi's very own, uh, you know, Tom Gross. And uh, I figure he knows the answer to that question better than anybody so tom how are you oh i'm awesome i'm awesome it's great to be on the show with you guys today thank you thanks for coming on so so yeah thank you uh and you know in all seriousness i mean do you guys ever discuss do you ever get asked that you know i mean is that ever a joke that gets made like how does how does kenobi take his coffee type of thing yeah you know what that's it's actually an excellent question um and it's one that when we were on the uh podcast stage at celebration in chicago um we had uh um James Arnold Taylor and Kat Tabor on the stage with us uh, for that. And so, of course, who, I mean, I, I, Dan and Corey were not going to ask the question. So I did. And I, and so that was, that was my first question to James Arnold Taylor is, is how does, how does Kenobi like his coffee? But you know what? I have to be honest with you. I don't remember his answer. <laughs> oh, I totally oh. don't. So you'd have to go back and listen to that show. It had some kind of he had, he had some kind of an answer about English tea, I believe, in there. <laughs> so, yeah, and oh. and I don't know why I didn't ask Cat uh, how Padme likes her coffee either. But yeah, it's just you know a little starstruck when you're on the mm. stage with those oh, guys, yeah. and so it's a legit question and. Um, and I, I like to think that Obi-Wan Kenobi would drink his coffee dark. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like that type of guy. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny. I was, 
I was talking to Matt before just about like in some of the legends books, like they actually talked a lot about like the food and the drink that they had, like had drinking calf all the time. And I was just like, this is, so it was just kind of funny because we had, you know, bringing you on and stuff. I, th I was thinking about coffee and I was thinking about the foods they eat in Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. So. Well, we always talk about on Coffee with Kenobi what we're what we're drinking our coffee out of uh, that particular day. And so I don't have any coffee pre presently in front of me, but my favorite. But my I just got a new Dan brought back from Galaxy's Edge uh, my. Um, a, a Galaxy's Edge coffee mug. So that's what I've been drinking my coffee out of recently. How about yeah, you guys? Okay. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite Star Wars coffee mug? I actually, I actually. So my um, my students, uh, that's sort of the thing. It's like it's like look if because they're always like around Christmas, like they want to get you something or whatever. I'm always like look Starbucks card or something small, whatever. And they they see my my coffee mug collection. I have a bunch of, uh, of, you know, just, I mean, whatever I can, anywhere I go, if there's a Star Wars mug and it looks cool and I don't have it, I'm probably going to get it. And I have a full shelf just of like mugs. So uh, recently it's been a thing where they see that and they get me one or whatever. It's kind of crazy. But there was, there's one, I'll have to take a picture of it. Um, it's got like all the old um, bounty hunters on it. It's just a coffee mug. It's got mm -hmm. Boba Fett, you know, Dengar, whoever else on there, a couple others. And it's it's pretty cool. I don't know where I actually found it in the high school that I teach at. It was not mine and I stole it. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, it happened. Good call. Just, you know. Yeah. Nice grab. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't really drink a lot of coffee. Um, so I don't really and I have a Star Wars coffee mug. I do have my episode one R2D2 Taco Bell collector's edition cup nice. uh, that I still have to this day <laughs> and take to movies um there's we i've told this told this story before but uh when we went and saw episode seven um there were they were saying you know you can't bring this in you can't bring that in and there was a little girl in front of me who had an r2d2 toy and then i tried to walk in with my cup and it's got like the legs on the side so it looks like r2d2 but it's it's pretty obviously a cup um and they were like that looks like a cup and i was like well it's my r2 toy and then so they just yeah. like i just like yeah. made a big stink about it and then they let me in nice yeah nice that's cool um all right cool so this is this is great honestly again like we're we're, we're stoked that you're here and uh but what we thought like so in on hyperspace hangout like we like to just kind of get to know people a little bit uh first just for you know just to kind of see uh favorite movie favorite star wars character that kind of mm -hmm. stuff so we got a list of uh, uh questions here and i think we're going to start off with just favorite uh star wars character now i mean if it's if it's not kenobi i i want to i this will be interesting. I want to hear, you know, favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. Okay. So, on something you have to know about me is I can never give a straight answer. A straight okay. answer. <laughs> so, uh, so I have I have favorite characters from kind of different time periods of my life. I mean, hey, Star Wars has been around a long time, you guys. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so there are phases of life. So I have to say, my first Star, my first favorite Star Wars character as, was as a kid was hands down Han Solo. I loved his sort of roguish nature. I love that he's sort of the the bad guy, not bad guy, but you know, the bad boy who helps out and decides to make the right choices. Um, I thought his look was cool. I thought his ship was cool. Um, you know, and so Han Solo was was my was my first favorite Star Wars character. He had a cool hot, he had a cool action figure. And then, and then he has the coolest sidekick in the world, Chewbacca. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> so yep. that, yeah, that was, so he was my favorite, uh, growing up. And then, um, 
let's see, then I would probably say my next experience with Star Wars where a, a new favorite character came about was during the Clone Wars animated series. Um, I got such a, a solid appreciation for Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, not just as a Jedi, but when he took on, you know, being General Kenobi mm-hmm. and his his strategy, his insight, his uh, position at, you know, leading a Padawan and Anakin. And I just really got a solid uh, feel for who Obi-Wan Kenobi is in that animated series. And he and I think if I gave an honest answer right now. He is probably my favorite uh, character overall. Um, but then yeah. I have to say, in in as as a father of girls, my my favorite character for them is most definitely Ray. Um, wow. Well, it's a close. Okay, it's tied. <laughs> I told you I can't get straight. <laughs> it's it's Ray, but uh, but the, the the close tie would be Ahsoka Tano. Um, my oldest daughter. If you ask her on any day, it would be one of those two. And I think they are such great role models for um, for kids. I think uh, they're such great role models for girls, of course. But, you know, I, don't, I, I know about as many guys that find them to be uh, strong, powerful characters as as girls. And so, um, you know, when I look around my office, I've got about as many I got I've I have an Ahsoka picture in front of me. I've got a Ray picture behind me. Um, and quite frankly, I don't think I, other than my, the caricature of myself, I don't have a, an Obi-Wan Kenobi picture. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> but uh, so that so the long story around that is it started with a, uh, a smuggler. It went to a general and Jedi and then came back to a scavenger turned Jedi. I mean, what a, what a trio of uh, yeah. favorite characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that because, yeah, it is sort of the evolution. Like you said, Star Wars being around for so long and different phases of your life. That makes sense. That really does. I mean, I because I, I, I can even sort of see like with my with my niece, she loves Ray. I mean, Ray is her thing. She wants to dress up as Ray. It's it's fantastic. I can't wait to take her down to Galaxy's Edge. But but yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, so. what what girl who has any Star Wars sense hasn't worn the Ray costume over the last you know four or five years exactly, yeah. on a Halloween or someplace like that? I mean, we've we've got a Ray costume, and and I know I knew three other families that have girls that all have the Ray costume. I mean, yep. how how awesome is that? That is so yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's sick. It, it really is. And what's what's crazy is you almost wish, like, I mean, like in the years where you want to be deluxe about it, like Ahsoka is the way to go, right? Yeah. I mean, go like a deluxe costume there. That'd be crazy. Um, but yeah, they're they're both awesome, and and uh, I think that's really cool that you picked those characters. It makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so let's see here. Then we're gonna dive into uh, your favorite movie, and I we sort you know it's not like really what's the what, uh, not what you think is the best, but kind of your go-to. I mean, like, mm-hmm. what do you? It's a Sunday afternoon. You're just gonna pop a Star Wars movie in. You got to pick one. Um, which one are you going with? Yeah, uh, that's anymore. That's easy. Uh, my go-to would be Rogue One. That is a movie I can put in any time and dive right in. And I think I think part of that, besides it just being a great flick, you know, it's a great action adventure sci-fi flick. It it doesn't carry the weight of all the others until the, that last, like, I don't know the last, you know, when Vader shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. which is probably the most intense 10 minutes of star Wars film. And really 
I mean, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find another film that doesn't have that intensity of that last 10 minutes, but it doesn't have the weight of the Skywalkers, the weight of the Jedi, the, all of that that goes with the rest of them. And that's not a negative comment. I mean, that's that's phenomenal comment for the Skywalker saga. But if there's a go-to that I just want to pop in and just enjoy a Star Wars movie on a Sunday afternoon, like you said, that was the criteria. Rogue One is it. Right. You know, right. it's, it's full of everything. And mm-hmm. it's all brand new characters. Um, well, I mean, for the most part, it's all brand new characters, right? And yeah. and and it, and like I said, you know, great climax, uh, rising action, the whole the whole thing. It's yeah. just it's a phenomenal uh, uh, quick pop in and and enjoy it. Yeah, I I was shocked when when Rogue One came out. I I did not know what to expect, and I was sort of like nervous. Uh, but uh, it blew me away, and it is. It is really enjoyable, and it's it's uh it's been like the biggest surprise I think for me in Star Wars or you know uh, Disney acquiring Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm blown away, yeah. blown away by it. So that's that's a good one, yeah. I I always ask this to Ez, but um yeah, when they did Rogue One, you know, is did Disney think it was going to be as successful as it is? Do you think they would have killed those characters off if they if they were like, oh man, you know, what do we what do we do there? <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? No. Right, exactly. I mean, oh, it's incredible how successful that really was. But you know, Gareth Edwards, he got it. You know, he understood what this was what this was all about. And you know, he took risks and whether you want to call them calculated risks or just smart choices, he did it. You know, he he did all of that. And I have to say, I don't know how you guys felt when you watched it. I'll never forget the first time uh, watching it in the theater. I kind of sat there with my arms crossed, like, okay, who are these guys? It's like it's like inviting. It's like when someone else invites new friends to the group and you're like right. i don't know about this let me see what this is all about right. and boy it didn't take long before i i uncrossed my arms and i sat back and i was involved mm-hmm. you know yeah mm-hmm. totally i just it, it it just hit me and it hit me the right way and i have to say i i preceded it by reading the book catalyst did you guys catch that book before the movie or have you read that one i have um so i start i started to read it and i i did not finish it but uh i i've heard that it was that was really good and it really set it up you know really well yeah but um yeah no so so that was i mean going into it i was a little bit like you in that like just hearing about it i was sort of like ah, i don't I, I don't know about this it was the trailer um and then just as you as you got into it, it's beautiful oh, absolutely yeah. beautifully shot it's amazing uh and then yeah you could like jen i was in i was locked in and and i was just sort of like yeah to see a character put in that type of position with her father uh yeah it, it was it was a fascinating story yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of my reaction with Solo was going into it and you're like, okay, hold on a second. This is Han Solo. This is Lando. This is Chewie. And then then we walked out of it and we were just like, oh, man, I just really liked it. I just thought it was it's kind of like great Sunday, you know, just like with your Rogue One, just flip it on and kind of have it playing in the background. Yeah. Yeah, really, I really enjoyed that one. And I have to say, the the other moment I had like that with a Star Wars film, where I was like, "All right, who are these new guys and what are they? Who do they think they are?" Uh, when I watched, um, do, uh, do you remember that that I think it was like Episode Two of Rebels, where um, C three PO and R two D two are on the the shuttle and Chopper starts pushing them around. I was like, "Okay, yeah. wait a minute, you don't, <laughs> you don't go doing that to R two and three Oh, I had the well, same had the same reaction there. Yeah, yeah, and, and what's crazy is is that uh, Chopper. I end up loving him. I mean, just like he's 
Fantastic. And so, yeah, but I, I remember that that episode. Yeah, it was sort of like, hold on a sec. Yeah, you're kind of adjusting there and getting to see, yeah, the, the legacy characters with some of these new. Yeah, it was that's cool. That's good. <laughs> okay, so now I'm I'm super into. Yeah, it's funny that you brought up Catalyst because that's one. Um, Matt and I've been kind of thinking about going back through and, and picking out some of the books that we did not read that were new canon mm-hmm. because I kind of got lost in in Legends a little, for for a while and even going back and rereading some of it just for fun. Um, and I've, I've really tried to keep up with the canon books, but Catalyst is one I did not uh, actually ever finish. Uh, but so whether it be Legends or the new canon timeline, whichever, do you have sort of a, well, you, it could even be like favorite author or even just a, a go-to like, you know, Star Wars uh, book? Yeah, sure. Well, you realize you're asking a librarian to share his favorite <laughs> book. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so so this could be a while. Yeah. Like like with like with the characters, I I've got a stack uh that I have to um that I have to share and I promise it won't I won't take too long on this one. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Looking over my shoulder, you guys are seeing me. Uh no one else is though. Um probably a fun, a great fun book to read. Um be, and it's 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 light, it's fun. Lou Anders put this book together and uh, it's Pirate's Price. Uh it's part of the F- Flight of the Falcon series and it's it's total um you know, juvenile uh age like grade school and up. I mean, probably I would say kids in fourth fifth sixth grade and in up to adulthood would uh love this book um but it is it's just a fun read hondo anaka gets involved with the the millennium falcon and han and chewy and you know anytime you throw hondo anaka in there it's great and lou anders gets he gets hondo anaka when i when i'm when i'm reading that book i'm totally hearing hondo's voice um in my head so uh so that's that's my non-canon book all the well let me do my other non-canon book because it's a star wars book but it's not a star wars storybook um anthony daniels uh this this year put out uh his book called i am c-3po the inside story Mm -hmm. and um and i'm you guys i'm just gonna tell you this is a phenomenal book um he so obviously he gives the perspective of filming the star wars stories from behind the mask of c-3po but it really is a behind this behind the scenes story um with with a focus on of course c-3po and his, his storytelling is compelling it's page turning he Anthony Daniels doesn't doesn't goof around with a lot of flowery stuff. I mean, his transitions are quick, and he's very to the point. Um, and there are moments in this book where I'm just enthralled, and I'm picturing I'm picturing what's going on in my head. And I went to the movie, and I went and I li- I, I literally went and like I almost said fast forwarded. Sorry about that. That was <laughs> that shows my age. I, like I'm going in the DVD up to uh, DVD. That shows my age too. I'm screaming and I'm sliding the slider bar over to. The t- to the point where you know I'm like, oh my gosh, he's right. A piece did fall off during that scene, and he's talking about this this kind of hodgepodge uh, costume that's been put together. Um, that he so there's moments like that, and then there are moments in here uh, toward the end where he's talking about um, his relationship with Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill, and just you, you just sort of it's not a it's not like I'm 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 blowing my nose, tearing up and crying, but definitely like emotion is hitting while I'm reading this book. So I highly highly recommend um, I am C3PO, uh, the inside story by um, by Anthony Daniels. That's that's a oh it's such it's yeah. A, it's a it's a surpriser uh, out there. Then um, I just recently read uh, a couple of books. Uh, no, this this next book I, I want to share with you that is 
on my list right now. Um, now, it may not always be on my list as one of my favorite Star Wars books, but I finished it over the summer. And uh, and it's um, E.K. Johnston. Her, her writing is great. She did the Ahsoka book. Um, and then she also wrote uh, Queen Shadow, which has a sequel coming out. Or I guess it's eh, – I think it's a sequel um, coming out. And what I wanted to say about this book – um, if if you are a fan of Padme or you are a fan of the prequel movies and you're looking for filler story to kind of develop those characters, because if there's one criticism I have of the prequel movies, it's I just felt like they, they just were really underdeveloped. I wanted so much more story from those. Um, I thought such a heavy present or such a heavy emphasis was put on to the effects and making a spectacle on the screen for our eyes, but our minds weren't necessarily tantalized or 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 uh, satisfied. And so now that we're getting this um, this new push of canon books, um, E.K. Johnson hits hits it out of the ballpark with Queen Shadow. And um, and if you're looking for a Star Wars book that has action, this isn't your book. Yeah, this is a that goes deep into the political entry of the galactic political entry of Padme Amidala from going from queen to being Senator and all of the like backdoor deals and backstabbing and um, conspiracy and what it's like to have uh, Palpatine as your, you know, your partner Senator and trying to make a, a name for yourself and uh, and then what really surprised me about this book was all of the handmaidens. I really kind of thought I would yeah. care could care less about the handmaidens, but after reading this book, I have such an appreciation for um, for all of them, and I want to learn more about all of them because while they all have this very oh uh, emotionless uh, portrayal, they they are human. And they are they are people underneath that uh, makeup and costume, and they love Padme Amidala to the, to to the death, and yeah. but they also have their own desires, and and that's all brought out in there. So my final book that I want to uh, share that probably is my favorite uh, Star Wars book, and it's one that if if I'm not one to reread books very often, being a librarian, I'm constantly having to stay on top of young adult literature, and I'm constantly right. reading. And for a librarian, I'm a massively slow reader, <laughs> so I start a lot of <laughs> books that I don't finish. But this is one that I will probably someday reread, and that is um, John Jackson Miller, uh, his, uh, his book, A New Dawn. That talks about the introduces um, major characters of Kanan Jarrus and Harrison Dula, and then a major character that we have yet to see in any type of visual format, just in uh, print. But I hope I am hoping and keeping my fingers crossed that we will see her someplace, and that is uh, Ray Sloan, the Imperial Commander, all right. the way up yeah. to Admiral, and uh, that's that story just hit me in so many different ways first of all i love the characters uh kanan and hera and uh and from the from the start with rebels and i wanted to know more about their background and how they got that started it it starts to give that the, the flame of the rebellion in there which is what compels me to want to read and watch more rebels uh episodes and get more information and learn more about ahsoka tano in that setting and what happens to ezra and thrawn and sabine and all that just that's that's a really compelling part of the Star Wars story that I just can't get enough information about. 
But another thing that struck me in that in that book, A New Dawn, that also really came out in um, uh, the book, uh, uh, Ahsoka, the Ahsoka book, is the destruction of environment uh, that the Empire brought to the galaxy. And so we know that we know the Empire as being dangerous stormtroopers, Darth Vader, the dark side, mm-hmm. all of that, with, that has a human uh, impact and a societal impact. But they also had an environmental impact, and it, it is is crystal clear in A New Dawn when they literally tear a moon apart for resources. With, in in you know, and probably it, they could have done it in a less impactful way, but they wanted to do it in the quickest way, in the more most careless way, um, to do it fast. And so, and so that's. That's what really, really hit me in uh, in a new dawn. So I promise you, I try to keep it uh, concise, and I, I try to. <laughs> That's okay. good. Have you, guys, have you guys jumped into any of those novels, or, well, or well, did I compel you to want to read any of those novels? That's you, like, you did. No, you don't want. Well, Queen's, you did well, your job. Well, that's that's a, this is great. Well, Queen's Shadow is one that we have actually been challenged because um, we, I think, normally talk a lot more about legends or, as I still like to call it, extended universe books. Um, and so, uh, our one of our listeners actually just challenged us uh, to read Queen's Shadow, uh, and that's exactly what she said. She said it's very deep, it's very political, um, and you explaining it there reminds me a little bit of um, Bloodlines. There's some of that in the beginning with Leia, a little bit of that. Um, that's another one of my top five. Yeah, which I, which actually yeah. was a question I I wanted to bring up. Uh, uh, two questions. One we get asked a lot is what is kind of the best place to start um, if you're if you're somebody who's only if you're somebody who's only watched the movies and you're like where do I go uh, both in Legends and in New Canon? Ooh man. Uh-huh. Well, what what do you guys normally say? I'm going to take a peek over at my my shelf. Yeah, you're good. We I I typically have been recommend so because we've got this question actually quite I mean, a bit. A we're about to kind of start like a like a yeah. I mean, literally almost every week, which is which is great. Um, we're about to start kind of like a book club and and you know do like a monthly a monthly book. Um, but I I've been kind of saying I guess for me uh, in the new canon stuff, I thought if you're just starting right now, you you could go in the the release, you know, the, how they were released or whatever when they when they came out, or just go back to the beginning of the timeline. I kind of thought there are timelines out there that kind of, um, if you wanted to to go in order, you could go back to like I think it's Master, Master and Apprentice, Apprentice or Dooku. Dooku. Yeah, uh, which is that audio production, the Dooku Jedi Lost. Mm-hmm. I think is an audio production, but but so both of those. I mean, now again, because a lot of the stuff that you talked about here, um, Queen Shadow and. Um, Gosh, even some of the young adult novels there, uh, Pirates Price, uh, A New Dawn. Those were, well, I know A New Dawn was one of the earlier um, new canon books that, that came out. It was in uh, 2014, um, and I, I missed that one. I did not read that, and I, I've been challenged by other people to go back and, and read that because I, I like mm-hmm. Rebels so much. People are like, you have to read that one. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a must. Mm-hmm. And so that's on my list of uh, books we have to get back through. So, yeah, we typically say start at the beginning of that timeline. I mean, the other thing is, like, the Aftermath series is another mm-hmm decent place to kind of yeah. you know get into that's heavy yeah and i think it yeah. and i think it just depends also on on who you find interesting uh you know i as, as for um we just finished uh, well i just finished uh phasma today and i went into it thinking 
I'm, I don't really care about Phasma as, as a character. Just, I mean, in the, in all of the characters, she's not that, she's not that character I'm going to go to first. And I was like blown away. I was like, this, this book's amazing. Uh, and so now I'm like, well, I want to read Black Spire because that kind of, uh, you know, it goes a little bit after that. Um, in Legends, though, is where it gets really tricky because, again, we say the same thing. We're like, just pick whoever you like. I mean, for me, I usually tell people Shadows of the Empire because I just think it's an amazing book. I think it's really fun. Um, we've told people to start back with uh, Heir to the Empire. Uh, you know, that kind of that kind of there. Yeah, my my librarian answer would be, well, which trilogy do you like the best? <laughs> and yeah. find out, you know, find out there. And if you know, so like, if someone says, well, I really like the original trilogy, I I'd be more interested to learn about the, you know, the, the Empire and and that, you know, I mean, Tarkin is a magnificent book. And for, until I read um, A New Dawn, Tarkin was my go-to. I loved that story that showed mm-hmm. the sort of the. Um, it really was the first story that showed us the uh, like the, that Vader and Tarkin did not see eye to eye with things that I think really opened up the story for Rogue One Catalyst that showed mm-hmm. and, and Rogue One itself that shows that between Krennic and Tarkin and Vader everyone was kind of jockeying for for power and position there and it's and i think a lot of people think well lord vader is is a, is a lord of the sith he of course he's he's <laughs> the, the top guy no not necessarily you know he was put into the charge of of tarkin and and said basically you're going to go with tarkin and you're going to do what he says and it's like whoa <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. that, that's kind of mind blowing and so uh so you know i love tarkin and uh and i think you know the the dooku jedi lost is is a great place to go if if you know the prequels and wanting to know more about the formation of the republic and the sith and all that um that's a good spot and i'm trying to think on the new i just started reading um uh you just uh, black spire outpost mm-hmm. um i read i read the fate of uh the fate of uh, what's the other one that came out at the same time about Black Spire Outpost? Um, the Crash of Fates, I think it was, um, which okay. is more of a young adult, uh, young adult version, uh, which I thought was was very good. But I've heard that Black Spire is is like ten times better, and I, I hate to even say it that way. It's just it's just a preference. Um, but so I'm looking forward to getting into that one. Yeah, I saw um, see here a, a Crash of Fate. Yeah, that. That looks good. I I, I saw that it looks beautiful. The the cover and it sounds, seems like a great um, a great read. And that was one that I thought some of those young adult novels are really good. Mm-hmm. They're they're really solid. And I think people um, kind of pass over those. And I really uh, I don't know. It's I think they're worth reading. I think they're really sometimes. It's a great gateway book for uh, for kids and adults um, who are not really like eh, Star Wars. Give them Crash of Fates because it's not heavy Star Wars. It's really a, a story about a boy and a girl who who grew up as little children together on uh, on uh, uh, what the planet. I'm escaping my mind. On Black Spire Outpost but, but, on the planet back. Batu. Batu. Yeah, they grew up uh, there, and then she she leaves with her parents and then eventually time skips to now she's a uh, smuggler bound, not a bounty she's a smuggler and she ends up back on uh in blackspire outpost and encounters the boy and then like this relationship uh kind of comes back and and so it's really a, a story about a boy and a girl but how they're wrapped up in 
uh, the, the galaxy and the politics of the galaxy. And then there's hints of mm, there's some kind of a resistance outpost somewhere. It's been rumored. And and so it kind of goes there. But it's not heavy, heavy Star Wars, but it introduces mm-hmm. someone to the galaxy. Uh, so it's a nice – and the, the, the young adult that I'm, I just ordered from my library that I can't wait to read is The Force Collector. Yes. I, I just read that. That one's ama- – I love that. It was literally amazing. Yes. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe how good it was. I was actually shocked. I thought, you know, okay, we're going into The Rise of Skywalker. I was like, I'll read this. Um, just trying to keep up on some of the books. And I was blown away by it. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be good. I can't wait for you to read that. Awesome. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I I love book. I could talk about books all like all day long. I I, I literally love I, I love this because like we we have been asked that question a lot, and I think it's because mm-hmm. like on our show, I I typically will try to make references to those books and and try to weave them into you know the TV show or into the movie or or, or what have you. And so people have been asking, okay, how do I tap into that? It sometimes it seems overwhelming. I mean, like to say where do I want to start? So I like your idea of which you know trilogy did you like the best, and even sort of. You know, if, if you're if you're into it, uh, if you liked that trilogy, you're probably going to like some of the books because it has those characters uh, wrapped mm-hmm. up and involved in it. So it gives that familiarity, and and you can lock into it, and then it you know makes those connections really easy. I have to say, I really appreciate you guys for your knowledge of legends books or expanded universe <laughs> books. That's that's something that I don't. I mean, I I so I read the original Thrawn trilogy years ago. You know, when when I wanted. Yeah. Star Wars content, and then as a um, ew, probably in the mid '90s, before before the prequels were really being seriously discussed, I read the um, ah, what is the the Yuuzhan Vong uh, yeah. set? Was that a trilogy or was yeah. that four or five? Oh my! I, I think so. That is like I think a new Jedi Order. It's a it's big. It, it ended up being a big series, but when you started it, it was probably the first several books came out like three books and then from there it just kept going it like now it like ended up being a long series yeah and, um, but that but that's all like i i've never i've always been i have the full x-wing series in my library and i'm always like oh i'm tantalized <laughs> by those and uh and so but i i appreciate you guys for having the knowledge of of uh that expanded universe because i feel like and i i probably just don't hang out in the right circles but i feel like people don't talk about those anymore they don't and i think those those are great stories they don't yeah yeah they, they really are i i enjoy them you know Gosh, I was at uh, I forget which celebration this was at. I think it was down in Orlando, and you, there were people kind of going around. That was when Disney. Well, yes, yeah, so it was a couple years after Disney had kind of acquired um, Star Wars. People were a little upset because they never got to see the end of Master Skywalker's arc and see exactly mm-hmm. what happened. You know, and I'm like, it's okay, like it's fine, um, because they are great stories. There's there's all the themes, you know, all of those um, the lessons that Star Wars teach that uh, teaches us through the film. It's there in the books, and they kind of continue. Um, a lot of that in in like oh gosh I'm thinking like Legacy of the Force and Fate of the Jedi uh, things like that I just think they're fun stories and and really as long as in your mind you can just say okay this is a separate you know kind of um, timeline I think you're I think you're okay and and actually really all of the old Republic series we have no idea what Disney is going to do right. with that we might be talking about some of that later yeah. on but um, you know I, and one of the things is when we when, when as and I were coming up with our show because our show is mostly fan run we just let people write in because um, we have uh, 
it's like everybody's journey into Star Wars is so different, you know, and then where you, where you go once you see it, you, you know, you got the, the 501st, you've got the toy collectors. We, you know, we have some we have some friends that, uh, the, who run this t- little toy shop in uh, Columbus. And I mean, they know like everything there is to know about the Star Wars <laughs> toys. And I'm like, I'm lost. Like I, you know, I, and so it's yeah. and so I, I think one of the things that caused as and I to really uh, kind of become friends in, in Star Wars is um, like for me it's all about the video games so like I grew up playing you know all of the all of those video games and there's a lot of characters from the extended universe in it and Ez was very heavy in the books and so we'd be talking about you know I'd bring up like Kyle Katarn and, and he'd be talking about it. I'm like nobody knows who that is you know what I mean like nobody knows who that <laughs> character is and so I just yeah. think that's I think what's cool about it is so that's where everyone just comes in together and they just have these different these different places. So I think that's one of the reasons we like the EU so much is just because we just happen to kind of grow up with it, even though on two different spectrums. Yeah. 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 And and we're not like um, like like, because I love the new canon stuff. I think it's fascinating. I love a new book. I love to know about new characters, new stories. You know, so it's fantastic. I always say, you know, the use, it's always going to be there. You, you can get to that whenever you want. But if a new Star Wars book comes out, a new canon book, let's grab that bad mm-hmm. boy and read it. Uh, because, you know, the, the other stuff will still be yeah. there. So, uh, yeah, that's just kind of how I feel about it. It's it's, a, it's an exciting time because there's literally, we're going to have, I think, moving forward, tons of mm-hmm. literature to uh, consume here in the next year. Seems like it. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, okay, let's move on. So we got one more kind of question here before we get into some of the, you know, the Rise of Skywalker and uh, Mandalorian. We just really want to know, like, your entry points, because that's, as Matt said, it's sort of a big thing here. Everyone, it's it's so unique. You know, for us, it was sort of, um, you know, I was, I was, uh, I had cousins and I had my mom and different people who, show, who showed me early on mm-hmm. Star Wars on, you know, VHS, and it was fantastic. I fell in love, got the action figures, all that stuff. Uh, started reading the books. And then the first movie in theaters that came up for me was, was uh, Phantom uh, menace right so episode one um so what was your you know your earliest sort of star wars memory or, or how were you kind of um you know brought into yeah absolutely uh so it goes it goes back to the original film uh 1977 my uh grandma was visiting from alabama and i i don't remember much about the circumstances of why she took me to see star wars but uh, but but that's that's who I watched it with the very first time. I I remember sitting right right next to her, and she said, "I'm going to take you to see a movie today." And I thought, "Awesome! I get to do something with my grandma." Yeah. And um, and she took me to see Star Wars. But probably the the best is must have been later that that week or some sometime not too long after that. I went with my 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 mom and my dad and my brother, which, by the way, my brother. Um, had no interest in Star Wars whatsoever growing up. In fact, I'm pretty sure that he cursed me and my Star Wars toys and my action <laughs> figures and all of that. But but full circle, it's coming back to bite him now because he has a son who is absolutely enthralled with Star Wars. Yeah. So all the Star Wars Legos are all over his house, and I said, eh, it's, you don't you don't mind Star Wars so bad now, do you? But when right. so when we were sitting in the theater watching it, so this is my second time watching it. And I was with my, and I sat next to my my dad, and then my my dad was on my right, my mom was on my left, and my brother was on the other side of my mom, and I remember, my dad, I, I was like, I think my dad fell asleep, I think dad's sleeping, and so I was like, well, whatever, and so at the very end, as they were, as the credits or whatever was going, and and it says, may the force be with you, my dad turns to me and goes, 
what's the force? <laughs> I was like, Dad, you're oh. kidding me. You're kidding me. And so, uh, so you know, my, my original memories of Star Wars are literally sitting in the theater watching it with my grandma first and then my dad turning to me and asking, what's the force? And then from there, I went down to the local drugstore and, uh, and started buying the wax packs of of bubblegum cards that were the star wars cards the original blue set the blue series set and uh and the rest is history from there i you know i've i i got into the star wars card trading and and uh and the action figures and i remember one time i was out in nebraska visiting my other set of grandparents and my my grandma took me to the store and said you know i'd like to buy you something and i was like well i'd really like to have a tie fighter (laughs) and so my, my other grandma bought me a tie fighter and so you know just I was I, I completely immersed myself in Star Wars and I haven't who who would have thought forty some years later I'm as passionate about Star Wars right. now as I was as a seven year old in nineteen seventy seven. It's crazy. Right. I can't name another thing uh other than I don't know, someone who loved politics as a seven year old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Nixon, oh he was a great guy. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, well, that's so, awesome. Yeah, that's that's my original memories, and and oh, what a great what a great road it's been. Awesome. Yeah, that that is so cool. Like like we we've had people um kind of write in just about their experience, like in the theater. Um, we had a couple of people even, even send in audio mm-hmm. clips, and to hear them, you know, tell that and the, and the joy and the passion that they have in telling that story and remembering those times, it's just fantastic. It's it's the same sort of you know thing that we have. And I remember leaving. Uh, I think I was, what were we, 10 or 9, 9 or 10 when uh, we were 10 or 11. Episode 1 came out, yeah. When fa- episode 1 came out, yeah. And I remember just daydreaming the whole way home in the car, like thinking all sorts of stuff and, you know, hanging out with my cousins afterwards. And so it's just like, it's good memories. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's just neat to see, too, that the spirit of Star Wars has stayed sort of, you know, like, like the same. They're, they're still, this is still for kids and it's still really good and wholesome. And you can, uh, you know, you, I, I, I feel really comfortable taking, you know, my, my niece is uh, she. She loves Baby Yoda. She's so in now. Right. That and Ray, and she's just like, I mean, obsessed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. right. It's, it's it's great. great. It makes me feel good. I'm like, okay, this is this is normal for me to have all these action figures. They're for my niece, yeah. right? She can come, you know, hang out. And, yeah. <laughs> well, someday, my kids. Right. right yeah. And it's just yeah, it's exactly. it's so great too. See, seeing everybody's entry point because it's different. Everybody's entry point is totally different, and how that how they get into it. You know, the Mandalorian, I'm sure, is a lot of people's entry into Star Wars, and the Clo- and Clone Wars season seven may now be some people's first entry. Uh, you know, in, into Star Wars, we had a uh, we had somebody send us an email the other day who said he was about five years old when he went and saw Episode Three, and that was the first movie he saw. And I was just like, just oh like I was God. like, I could not I imagine not. having that be your right. first movie. It would just be like, you know, if you're five, it's like lightsabers everywhere, and you're like, this is amazing. Oh, like, oh man, so. that is fantastic. Gosh, you know, you guys have kind of inspired me. Every every um, every year I do at my school a uh, a Star Wars celebration. Um, and uh, it started off with Star Wars Reads Day, and this year we did a, a new theme called Steam into Star Wars, where we brought in steam education and science and technology and the arts mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And something that's always been in the back of my mind, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, National Public Radio does this thing called StoryCorps, where they encourage people to come in and just share their their some story of their childhood or some important part of their life or a piece of history that they remember. And, and I've always been in the back of my mind, like, 
I should I should get people's stories about Star Wars when they're at this event, and I could get everyone from like the four, you know the five year old kid who's coming in who is just being introduced to Star Wars, and what's what's his or her story, but all the way up to like people my my age and older who come and visit this this event and like what is their star wars and it'd be cool to collect audio of all of those and it sounds like you guys have already you know you've already started that in your in your podcast and so it's nothing novel but i think it'd be a, a yeah. fun thing mm-hmm. and, a, and an attraction to bring people in to to hear what they have to say about their story yeah that's one of those things like if you did that that's something i i would listen to like i i enjoy people sending that to us and then um, anytime somebody on another podcast or YouTube channel, whatever it may be, or even just at celebration, talking to guys while you're waiting in line, um, and talking about how you got into, you know, star Wars, that's, that's, I just think it's fantastic. Yeah. It's just such a, a cool thing to kind of share. You share your story, we share ours and it's yeah, I think you should record those. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I, th- I think that'd be fun. Now I've said it out loud and it's being recorded. So I guess, I, I guess I better do it yeah, next year. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Okay. So uh, yeah, with that, I mean, this is great. You know, let's um, let's move over into just some of this uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, discussion. We, we really just wanted to kind of get your your initial, you know, thoughts on it. Um, we've talked a lot about it here, and I know you guys um, had just a big uh, sort of a big review there with a lot of different folks um, on Coffee with Kenobi uh, talking about. It. And I listened to that; it was some great discussion. But just for our our folks here, you know, uh, what were your thoughts? Just initial thoughts on on the Rise of Skywalker. You know, I mean, how, how many times did you see it? Well, first of all, I've only I saw it twice. Um, okay. Uh, I saw it opening night, and then on New Year's Eve, I took my wife to see it, and um, and so I, that's typically that's that's pretty par for course for me, um, in seeing uh, any any movie for that matter. Um, I hardly see any movie twice. Uh, probably Star Wars movies are the only ones, and then the Marvel movies are the only two kinds of movies that I'll go see uh, at, at more than once. And so I'm not one to go back over and over and over and over to a film. I don't. I have no problem with people who do that. I think it's awesome. I wish I had. It's not the passion. It's just I, I kind of want to remember on the big screen have just those initial uh, memories. Is why I only do that a few times. And so um, when it comes to Rise of Skywalker, um, as a as a fan of the film. And I always consider myself uh, kind of just the everyman Star Wars fan. Um, you know, I, I leave I leave the deep thinking to people like uh, you know, uh, host of Coffee with Kenobi, Dan Zare. He's the yeah. deep thinker. I let him yeah. dive deep, and I enjoy his insight, and I enjoy his writing. And uh, most of the time, when I'm on the show with them, it's it's me listening to him and me going. Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, you know, I, but so as an as a kind of an everyman uh, reaction to Rise of Skywalker, I found the film to be wildly entertaining. Um, I found it to be, in my eyes, a a great conclusion to forty years of storytelling. And it, now, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, "Well, it's not a perfect film," and I would, I would agree with that. It, it's not a perfect film. Could there have been different ways to wrap this up? Could there have been, um, you know, a, a different angle or something like that? Could they have set it up differently with the Last Jedi? Yeah, probably. But hey, I, you know, I'm not paid to. You know, I, I pay to watch the movie. I'm not right. ready to, to come up with those. I don't want to make those decisions. I want other people to make those decisions. I want other people to write the story and film it and produce it. I want to sit in the chair and just be entertained. And I was. Um, and probably so. So a couple of just uh, side thoughts on that. Things that I really liked about it were um, probably the first was 
I don't know how you guys felt about the opening, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of the film. Um, I'm not sure I breathed. Yeah. I, I don't, I, <laughs> very little breath came in and out of my uh, chest because I, I, I felt like, whoa, I mean, like, I didn't know what I was looking at, what I was watching. It just was like, boom, 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 boom. I mean, kind of had that Rogue One. I mean, Rogue One kind of started that way mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Here, 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 here. And before you know it, whoa, I'm 20 minutes into this movie and I haven't sat back in my seat yet. And so, and so I loved the pacing at the very beginning of it, um, which I don't know. Some people said, oh, too much too soon and, and went too fast. And, and I don't know, maybe they're right. But for me personally, as a fan, that's, I was kind of expecting that. And I was thrilled that it went like it, it, that it went the way it did. Um, so, so that would be my, my opening comment about it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then I've got one more thing and I'll let you guys, then we can kind of yeah. have discourse about it. But my, my other piece that I loved about it, and it kind of ties into the beginning is, and I talked about this on that, on that massive uh, review show we did, yeah. um, was I, I loved the horror genre that uh, that was that was put into this film. I can't think of a better way to portray. You know, when I think about Emperor Palpatine is still alive, or he's in some fashion still in existence. What better portrayal of his existence than in horror? And and so you know when when Kylo Ren's walk first walking into into that area where Palpatine is and you've got the flashing lights and you've got the red dark tones and you've got the um, you've got the, the 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 mad scientist lab with the pieces of a Snoke something or other cloning whatever is going on in there and then we first see the reveal of Palpatine and he's he's. Dark, his face is dark, but being lit up in a horror kind of way where you get one side of his face, another side of his face, and his bloody mouth and all of that. And then they do a pan back, and he's connected to this massive like machine like Frankenstein or something. I, I was just like that. Oh, I, oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't accept anything other than that at this point. And so, and so I love that aspect of it. So what did you guys think? Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I think Matt would agree too. Like we kind of like there was so much energy in the beginning of that of that movie. I really was shocked, shell shocked in a good way. I was sort of like, holy cow! And and it was. I I also saw it twice. The, the second time, I found I found the right you know places to breathe and where it did kind of slow yeah. down. Because at first I was like, oh my lord! And uh, you know, watching a second time, I'm like okay, that now i'm seeing where where i'm supposed to like actually sit back in my chair relax a little bit because it was just go get it real quick and it was just get into this movie get into this action and i actually i actually really 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 like that and i thought maybe that is what they needed to do um to to just get into this i mean not let's not think too much about this palpatine is back the the dead speak here we go and and yeah that was that was intense and then i didn't think about that that uh, palpatine connection in that being sort of like a horror mm. style genre thing but it really is i mean even that um what was it like the the flashing on his face you know it was it was like the, lightning um, just the way it was like na- lightning lighting up something yeah like yeah i thought that was pretty cool yeah so so matt i mean yeah yeah i i'm yeah i'm with you guys and i, I i've said it on on here as well is man that first 15 minutes it Sometimes it felt like I was just like, what, what, what's going on, man? Like, uh, and then sometimes I was like, I felt like I, it, it almost felt like we jumped into a scene that was half over. Uh, you know, it's like you, like you get up and you go to the fridge and you come back like, oh, I missed half that scene, but that's like where the scene began. I was like, oh, like what's going on? I mean, in the first like in the first like twenty minutes, it's like Palpatine's back. We meet Lando, and you know, it's like, oh, 
Finn and Ray are fighting and the hyperspace warping and there's a lot. And then once yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, man, once this thing slows down, it's great. Like the you you get like it, it gives it more time to breathe, catch your breath, and I think it's just like I think I think what almost what they're thinking is, hey, this first twenty minutes can be really action packed. We're gonna slow it down, and then we're, it's almost like a roller coaster because get ready for the finale because the finale is gonna is going to be huge and not what you expect. And I mean, when Ray dies, I was like, what just happened? And then Ben comes back. You're like, that's awesome. And yeah, so it was, it was great. Did you have any, um, did you have any wants from it? Did when you, when you walked out of the theater, were you like, Oh, I wish something. Well, so, so I didn't, this was kind of unexpected for me. I I mean, again, going into it, not knowing anything that was going to happen. I actually remember, this is not something I wanted before, but once I saw it, I was so into Ben Solo, I just could not, I wanted more. And I was like, this, and that was a great thing that they did because I, I didn't know how much I wanted to see Ben Solo and to see him interact and talk with Ray and, and even do all these different things. And and to only have a little bit of that really left us go like, oh my gosh, it really it really kind of like like struck. We There wasn't too much of him. We really, and I think that's Adam Driver really selling that because... To be that in on on that type of character and in that short amount of time is, you know, kind of a big mm-hmm. deal. So that was, I guess, my my big thing. I mean, there were some things I wanted to see, I guess, going in, like um, just little different connections. I was, yeah, we're all looking for like maybe is is like we got Ahsoka's voice and things like that. That I was like, oh, cool, that's that's cool, we got that. And I was looking for like just different connections to to other um, like TV show stuff, yeah. but. That was really about it, I think. Yeah, the yeah. only thing I think I really kind of wanted was I just I just wish they would have just explained just a, a tad bit more about how Palpatine was back. Um, you know, he says it's the dark side of the force and there's obviously some sort of, um, uh, you know, experiments going on. I, I just like even if he had even if like it would have been kind of funny and, and awkward if, if like as he's talking to Kylo Ren, he says, you know, have you heard the story of Darth Plagueis? The wise and like it just cuts off. I'm like, that was it. Like, oh, OK, great. Like, you know. <laughs> like, oh, there, there we, we go. go. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think I think the only thing I wanted more from that movie, and I would have totally, I totally would have sat twenty more minutes for that 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 uh, resistance bat space battle mm-hmm. um, with the Sith uh, fleet. I wanted more of a, a Return of the Jedi kind of battle. I just didn't yeah. feel there was a lot of space battle going on i mean you know they even they even landed on you know the the platform of a star destroyer and were on horses and and all and that which i thought was cool it was fun it was exciting but i wanted more space battle i wanted more x-wing and millennium falcon and and more of that and i totally would have like i said 20 more minutes for more action i'd have been all for it but not again not a criticism it's just something that ooh, yeah. if the director's cut ooh, let's stick that in there yeah <laughs> yeah well it's because it, we saw it you know when when lando comes back and, and everybody's you know showing up and all these different like um well wedge is there i mean i i yeah i wanted to see yeah. more of him in action yeah. you know doing things and and somebody you know poe sort of um yeah doing what lando did which is like okay there's a trap let's move over here let's right. do like akbar's guiding people around and it seemed i mean this was more you know finn had this plan he had to kind of uh improvise use the force right. maybe um to kind of figure things out, which was neat, but I I feel you on that. I really, I, the end was um, it had so much I guess to show with Ben and Ray, and that made that made sense. But I am hoping that there that there are a bunch of other scenes where it's like um, 
just just more action or whatever. Uh, what was his name? Um, Snaps, right? Who ends up? I mean, yeah, like dying. I think Snaps dies in this, and I was yeah. sort of like, wait, what? It took me like the second viewing. I was like, I didn't even know he. I didn't even know he died the first the first time around because I was just you know like you know lo- looking around. But, but yeah, I get that. I get I get that a lot. Um, so and that's sort of, I think you know once it comes out and I'm able to watch it again, there's gonna be a lot of little things where it's like, yeah, you know, this is gr- things we missed. Yeah. Like I, I was telling Matt, I went back into it, and the Force Dyad situation was, I didn't realize that, that Kylo Ren had mentioned it before. I thought the first time we heard it was with Palpatine, and then to have him mentioning it beforehand and him almost seeing that, I was like, well, that that ad that that's great because I thought we only heard it once, and I'm like, no, this has got layers to it. I need to keep going back and watching it again. So, yeah, yeah. very cool. Um, okay, so so awesome, and we got a, a couple more things here we want to talk about. So we wanted to also. Just kind of jump over and talk briefly about um, the Mandalorian, uh, your experience with that, and, and and what did you think? Did it um, did it excite you? Did, have, have you seen it all? Have you got have you got through it and finished it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. absolutely. Yep. Um, you know, and it's on it's on that rewatch list as well. Uh, so Mandalorian, lot you know, a lot of build up to it, a lot of mystery to it. Um, what's this going to look like, and um, and all that kind of thing. And so I have to say, as a full season, uh, with the full season under our belts now, um, I'm completely enthralled in this. This is a Star Wars story that's unlike any of the others. It's a Star Wars story that some of us have been really waiting for. It's visually what I wanted to see after reading the, uh, the Chuck Wendig um, Aftermath series. And so you know, he paints he paints a really bleak galaxy there in in those books and takes us to some worlds and those interludes that you're kind of like, ooh, it's pretty hopeless. You know, the Empire is right. gone and, and people have lost this. I, I hate to call it lawfulness, but they they had a they had a thumb down on some smugglers and some and, you know, uh, bad guys, I guess. And so here in the Mandalorian, we see what does a lawless society uh, look like? And uh, and so I, I love that aspect of it environmentally or or or, you know, um, what what it looks like. Just real quick. So the the um, and even just uh, there, there was layers of that even within the show, because you had like the the Imperials, right, were also in disarray, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. So there's supposed to be some some order there, but that e- even the order that is there is remnants. Oh, absolutely, and yeah, I mean, you've got you've got the thuggish stormtroopers and scout troopers, and then you have the the death trooper. How cool was that when the death troopers come out with Moff Gideon? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I, I mean, those 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 guys in in Rogue One were so intimidating, and they're they're like whatever that voice is that comes out when they speak. It's coded language or something, and their right. their weapons seem to be more potent. And so when they come out, I was like, oh boy, they're <laughs> they're in for it. Um, so I, you know, I love the environment that they painted. And then, um, the, uh, so IG 11, I think was, is, is probably a character that I hadn't really thought too much about going through it, but in, in, in looking back on the series, I, he's really a fascinating character, um, all the way from, you know, he's, he's a lethal weapon to, uh, to he's, he's also symbolic of the distrust that uh, that Din Djarin or the Mandalorian has for mm-hmm. droids, which we get from the from all the flashbacks of the mm-hmm. super battle droids, and so here here he has to befriend IG Eleven, who is is no different in lethal qualities than a super battle droid is, but then 
his mentor, you know, his sort of uh, yeah. a mentor in um, oh Nick Nolte's character uh, Quill, Quill yeah. changes changes the uh, changes this this lethal weapon into <laughs> of all things a nurse droid. nurse droid. <laughs> nurse droid. Yeah. but it works. You know, it totally works, and I believe it. And so and so I think that that character build, and then you know, he's always his his programming just won't let him lose this idea that I have to sacrifice myself, have to sacrifice myself. Yeah. And, and, and it's the fight, you know, and he's responsible for this final sacrifice to save them all, which, yeah. uh, I mean, it's, yeah, there's so many layers of meaning uh, to that. And then, you know, how can you talk about the Mandalorian without bringing up the child or right. the asset or mm-hmm. baby Yoda, you know, yeah. whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. I love I love I love Baby Yoda or the child for so many reasons. Um, outside the story, I love it that that non Star Wars people love Baby Yoda, you know. And 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 it's it's again we talk about a gateway for some people to to look at Star Wars in a different way and see wow what's going on in the Star Wars news or world now? Oh, it's a Baby Yoda! How cute and adorable is that? How does that right. fit into something? And so so I love how that that has drawn in maybe some new fans or at least brought brought star wars into a new fandom or or connected to that um but also in the story as a father the i mean my daughter and i just we we almost lost it when when he finally turns the asset over to the imperials and i'm like my my daughter and i looked at each other like what are you kidding what he can't do and then he and he goes about his way and we just sat back on our couches and my daughter is like got tears coming down her eyes like she can't believe that this is actually happening i was like well this is a new story. I mean, there's more to the Mandalorian than the baby Yoda. Well, mm-hmm. he gets yeah. and then he gets in that ship and he looks back at the seat. And as a father, I'm sitting there going, How many times have I been like selfishly drawn from like my kids want me to do this or my kids want me to do that? And I'm like, I want to do my own things. I want to do my own things. And I walk away from my kids and I and as I'm walking away, I'm going, What am I doing? Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm, I'm I'm passing up on this experience to do something with my kids for my own selfish needs or wants. And so I, I turn around and, and so when he looks back at that at that, I just as a father, I was like, oh, he's. T-, and I said to my daughter, he's totally going back, and he does. And it's yeah. that it's that total like Batman scene where he's got the child and he's like go, walking through that compound and just <laughs> owning it, owning it. And so. I, you know, I just I think there's so much to come from that story. And then when the when the Mandalorian blade comes out at the end, th- I, okay, if you yeah. want me to Disney, here, Disney Plus, you just take my money. <laughs> there you go. Because yeah, you got me. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was unbelievable. I could I I could. And I was like, okay, this is this has been great. And like you said, the you know the IG11 sacrifice was was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and one quick point on that, you know, the, what. What the Mandalorian was worried about was that his his nature to kill that programming that that would be what what kind of lasted and came through and it was actually as you say the sacrifice um you know or the to kind of you know sacrifice himself the self detonation that that was really what stuck and what came through and that was kind of you know mind blowing but yeah right there at the end um the black saber coming out I was just I couldn't believe it I was like this this is right. this is they, they 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 did it you know they actually went and made this connection and it was just it was crazy. So you know, we're running around going, "How did Moff Gideon get his hands yeah, on the saber?" Had- Where, what, right? Where's Where's Sabine? What's happening? You know, the whole thing. Um, What's this night of a thousand tears? I mean, come on, let's yep. let's hear the story. Yep. I mean, right. is that what we're going to get in the Clone Wars se- season seven? I mean, possibly. Whoo. Yeah. So, what did you um? 
because as I as I go into the Mandalorian, I think we're with like it's really unknown. And um, I got Disney I, Disney Plus came out because I'm on the West Coast, and so it came out uh, for me at around eleven uh, p.m. And so I was like, awesome. So I, I clicked on and I was like, I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to play the first episode. You know, it's going to be cool. I'm not like expecting it to drastically change Star Wars forever. And then I watched the first episode and I see Baby Yoda at the end. And I send as an, a text message. So I'm like, okay, this literally just changed Star Wars forever. <laughs> uh, and so, so like, yeah. And so I was like, so what did you think when you first saw Baby Yoda? Because they obviously didn't tease that at all. They didn't. There was nothing about it. 100% secret kept until that moment and uh and so <clears throat> i did not so i i i did not watch it uh right away um i you know several of my friends uh dan and Corey included you know watched it early in the morning and i was like you know what? i'm working out <laughs> right. I got, yeah i got i got to start my day the way i normally do i cannot be consumed by this and right. and i could just see in their faces that something <laughs> <laughs> something was amiss in the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I went home and and uh, and again, you know, like I said, I, I watch it with my oldest girl, my oldest daughter's twelve, and she's been with the Star Wars story with me all along. And um, and so when they go, when they go to this, you know, to this place where the asset is, you know, I. I knew it was something different than just a regular bounty, but I had no idea. And so when they do that back shot from inside the 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 cradle or the mm -hmm. crib or whatever, and yeah. you see, you I don't can't you see sort of the ears a little bit? A little, yeah. I remember, I remember being like, "Wait a minute!" It's like one of those where you have just enough time to be like, "What?" And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, and then it's like. Oh, okay. So to answer your question, what did I think? I I could I I could I was I was speechless, and my daughter and I sat there, our jaws hanging open, looking at each other like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> and yeah, I had that exact same thing. Like this changes everything. Yeah, right. And, and then you know, and then the conversation. All of a sudden, my daughter says to me, "She goes, is that Yoda?" I said, "It can't be Yoda. It can't be right. Yoda because he's been he's dead." And right. so, and so then it becomes, well, is he, is he strong with the force? I said, right. I have no idea. no idea. And so <laughs> all of this stuff just, just, I mean, it was, it was about as mind numbing and shocking to me as when Vader says to Luke in Empire Strikes Back, I am your father or whatever. I, right. whoever quotes that and I don't remember what yeah. exactly, it's, it's like as mind numbing as that it changed yep. everything. And so now we're. We're, we're like, okay, so he is strong with the Force. He's the third of that species that we know now in the Star Wars canon. Mm -hmm. And so where does this child come from? And of course, uh, and I forget the name of the the the, the, the Forge, uh, the, the Mandalorian that, that oh, runs yeah. the Forge. And right. her name has something to do with the Forge. But anyway, when she tells the story of the of the evil wizards and, right. and it's you know, a job to go back and take them, and it's like, Okay, this okay, season two, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in for season if it doesn't get to us until season six, <laughs> right, I'm right. in. Right. Yeah, and then we, we know. And then there's the stuff yeah. with um Dr. Pershing, the 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 scientist who wants him, he's got that patch which is the Clamino, uh, the Camino cloning facility patch it's like is yeah is baby yoda a clone does he want to clone him does it have something to do with they know he lives really you know that species lives really long is it a potentially something to do with palpatine i mean so many questions yeah. and and 
we don't know. Yeah. And, you know, and they, and they don't give any indication whatsoever of why they're grabbing him. And speaking of that, what was the name of the doctor you just mentioned? He was that sniveling little guy that was. Right. Yeah, I think it's doc- I think it's Doctor Pershing. Is 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 the I think thing. so. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I think I think that's what it is. And I okay, so I I don't know. I probably shouldn't say this. It's it's negative and it's violent. But did you just want? Did you just want the Mandalorian to kick him in the face yeah, when he was yeah. down? Like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you're the Empire, and I don't like you, and you're being so mean to the baby Yoda." Yes, and so, yes. and then of course you get the Scout Trooper who hits the baby Yoda, right? And yeah, uh, I mean, so, and, the, and that whole controversy. But uh, right. I, you know, I think all of that, you just put all of that together, and it's like, what a creepy, what a creepy place the galaxy is in at that time period. And thank goodness we have someone like the Mandalorian who has a conscience. You know, he's a bounty hunter, but he's right. got a conscience, and he seems to know what what is right and what is wrong. I mean, he's got a creed. Mm-hmm. What? How yeah. cool was that? That Mandalorian isn't just a. It's not just a race. It's a creed, and this is the way. You know, yeah. and, and and what that means now, I mean, we've kind of make it made it. I don't want to say a joke, but we made it a uh, a cliche, and you know, lots of people are oh, this is the way this, is, and in a joking sort of way. But in the Star Wars galaxy, anytime I hear someone say this is the way, I'm not gonna be able to think of anything right. except that, that that creed and that mm-hmm. that that dedication and loyalty that the Mandalorian has, and. And oh, t- speaking of of IG eleven, sorry, I don't mean to jump back and forth, but good, yeah. uh, but you know when we talk about him as a nursemaid and the distrust of droids, who's the one that gets to see his face? Yeah, it's IG eleven because he's not a living thing, and he saves Din Djarin, mm-hmm. and and I mean layers, layers, layers. Yeah, layers. yeah. In season two, I I just I I hope that they keep the same. Um, the same writing, the same uh, philosophy, uh, whatever it is that started that Mandalorian, I hope it connects and, and has that same continuity into season two because it's a home run. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The characters that introduced, um, you know, I think for me, you know, we've talked about favorite females in Star Wars. Man, Cara Dune, I think, is right up there for me now. I mean, I just like she's amazing. She's awesome. I definitely want to see more of her going forward. And then, you know, look. Yeah, we definitely yeah, we definitely do. And then, you know, it's it's really they're in this this great kind of space where you can introduce characters. Um, you know, we've talked about just the idea if you're if you're Disney and you're like you you know, it's you're entering your second year of Disney Plus, if you really wanna like blow it out of the water, you know, you could go get Alden Enreich to play a post episode six, still, you know, younger than he is in seven, eight, nine Han Solo. If you wanted to for, for, cause it's only has to be one episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's, it's great. I, I love talking about, and I think like the Mandalorian, we're going to be able to make a, like a lot of different just connections. And, and I don't, re- it's one of those things where we just have no idea, like the age of air quote, baby Yoda, the child like is interesting and being like connected to Anakin's age and all this sort of stuff. So there's definitely like some real big uh, connections here. And I just, I, th- I thought it was interesting that and I read this somewhere and this might not be true, but um, I think they said that one of the things in, in the EU, when you were writing about, planets and species and stuff you know george lucas had kind of said that yoda and his home world and species were like off limits and so it's nice that like you know dave filoni and, and and john favreau like got the blessing well i mean it's disney's now but like like really it was good that dave was able to kind of you know in, introduce this character and i just think that's i don't know it had that that in of itself the creation of it had layers and 
and, I, and I'm with you, Tom. I hope they keep the same style, the same writing, um, the way it was shot, everything. I liked everything about it. We, at Celebration, were you in um, – uh, did you get a chance to see there was a Mandalorian panel where they showed how they did all of the um, – they used some of – I don't know what – like the way they shot um, the Razor Crest and stuff was, was sort of like a throwback to some of the way they shot some of the stuff from the originals. It was meant to – it was models. It was the camera. Like they would run a model by a camera and stuff, and it was less computer-generated, which I thought was really cool. So e- even the spirit of that, I thought, man, these guys are really trying to, to connect on all levels here. So, Yeah, I, I did not get into that. In fact, it's it's funny. I didn't get a ticket into anything. I, I lost every single lottery. <laughs> so, so I'm looking. When I'm in Anaheim this year, I want payback. <laughs> yes. I want some of those tickets. I, 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 uh, I, the only ticket I got – I'm trying to think. No, I, I, the only ticket I got was a, was there a ticket for the resistance panel? Oh, I don't remember, but I, I only got one ticket and it was one that I, I, uh, that I was was happy to get, but I, but it, it it wasn't, it it wasn't any of the major ones. I, I know there was one I got that was like the Vader immortal. It was the, um, the, the, the VR stuff like virtual reality. And I, I'm just not as into that it seems really cool and i've got a friend um who's she's all about it and i probably need to look into it but yeah i know that that lottery system was crazy that was that was nuts i was i was shocked i could not believe that like i wanted to i'm like i'm willing to camp outside okay i'm willing to like do whatever and it was freezing uh but yeah so that's awesome we'll have to see if they they're going to continue with the same system uh out in california i I, you know yeah um Okay, so so awesome. So we got to that. Now, one thing that you added in here that I, I, I really want, I do want you to, uh, before we talk just about the future Star Wars and moving forward here, um, the um, the Clone Wars Season 7 trailer, and uh, wow, it, it looks amazing. Um, you know, Matt and I have to have talked about it a little bit. I, again, am a behind. I need to go back and do my recaps and really get back into it. It has been probably a year and a half since I've seen Clone Wars. So I need to go go just you know blitz through it again. But uh, you had some thoughts though, and I wanted you to just give you the floor here and let you let you tell us about about this. Yeah, I do. So the second trailer is super heavy, Darth Maul, and uh, and then of course Ahsoka is in there as well. Um, and uh, and so I don't know. I I, I I hate I I I don't hate to speculate, but I hate to um, go too deep into trying to make something out of nothing. Sure. But with so much connection between the, you know, so much of what this trailer had clearly shows that there will be some, some crossover with, uh, episode, um, three. uh, episode, uh, three. And, and so here's, here's my sort of theory on what, what I saw. Now I, I don't expect anyone to hold me to it or to <laughs> have to feel like they have to believe what I say because I'm nobody. I'm just, like I said earlier, I'm just the every man, uh, star Wars fan. But, yeah. uh, but so, as I'm watching this, I keep thinking, all right, so this is coinciding. This is overlapping. And uh, and so at, at one point in, I believe it was uh, season six, that season six and a half, whenever whenever the Siege of Mandalore happened, when uh, Palpatine ends up killing uh, Savage Press, and yep. he turns to Darth Maul and he says, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something like, I have, I have a job for you. So. Right. I think Palpatine recognizes that Ahsoka Tano is a threat to the to the future of the Empire, and he knows that she's out there and she's walked away from the from the Jedi Order. So, what better way to hunt down Ahsoka Tano than to use his former apprentice Darth Maul? 
And yep. so I feel like I saw enough evidence in that trailer when he's got that clone and he's like searching the clone's mind. I just feel like Darth Maul's job is to track down and hunt down Ahsoka Tano. So when they, I feel like when they're facing off in that, in that beautiful background, a uh, glass, mm-hmm. whatever room that is, and the fire, what appear to be fireworks or potentially order 66 destruction mm-hmm. going on in the background. I feel right. like, I feel like order 66 and the, the battle between Ahsoka Tano and, um, and uh, Darth Maul. I think that all happens pretty close to if not at the same time and so i think that's that's a potential climax or 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 big moment of this what do we have 12 episodes coming Mm -hmm. is that what is that what this is be something like that but i think that's going to be a a big part of of that and and so i just feel like you know order 66 happens we know it does and so they can't hunt, you know. The clones aren't with Ahsoka Tana any longer, and she's probably the most dangerous, Je- you know, Jedi, non-Jedi out there. And so, Darth Maul's on the on the on the on the beat. Okay, I I, I if, if if you'll allow me, I have to add on to to what you said there because I think you're on to something. This is this is great. I love I love I kind of love doing this 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 type of stuff. But so even I think you know people used to ask the question um, when when Clone Wars. You know, first came out. Why is Ahsoka Tano not in, you know, episode three? Why, why, whatever? Where's what, what happened? And of course, we we even get that uh, in season six and, and stuff. We kind of understand what happened to her uh, exile uh, from 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 the Jedi Order. But it's like, it. So Palpatine would even. I mean, not only is she a threat to just like his plans in general with like, like he can't, uh, as you say, supervise her with clones, and they're not nearby to execute Order sixty six. So again, Darth Maul is after her. Um, but like her influence on Anakin too, if he wants to pull Anakin and draw him to the dark side and he sees a threat in her and just that in her ability to maybe influence him in some way. Yeah. You would want to remove that. You don't want her anywhere near Anakin when he's trying to do his conversion process. Like, you know, if it's, if it's Ahsoka there, um, standing with, um, master Windu at the end, that that's going to suck. I mean, that's going to be a lot harder to, to kind of turn him to the dark side with with her presence because she's wholesome you know he fought for her he cared a lot about her i i think you're on to i think you're on to it i mean that i i hadn't actually really thought you know what is darth maul doing pursuing ahsoka what's what's the deal there but you're right he does go after his brother is killed um he does sort of say that he has something for him and even though he kind of goes on to do well that's actually after uh sidious shows up after all the stuff with mandalore and stuff i mean mm-hmm. he, i mean maul has the dark saber and he's beat by Palpatine still. So you're right. He kind of from there has to move on. That's fascinating. That's really cool. Could be. I don't know. We, we, we just have a few days, just yeah, a couple really. weeks to, to, yeah. to start finding out. <laughs> oh man. That is awesome. Yeah. So, so again, we've got, uh, I know, uh, Matt has talked about going back and, and just rewatching some of those and I need to as well, really probably just go back to the last two seasons and just kind of get caught up, uh, you know, and everything, but it's it's exciting. And I could not believe, though, that there was going to be such a tie-in to um, Episode 3, that it was going to go on at yeah. the same time. And it actually makes a lot of sense when you consider Ahsoka, and we wanted to know where where was she during Episode 3, what was happening, what is Darth Maul doing, you know? Uh, this this will tell us that story, and that makes a lot of sense. And I, I, am, I am so pumped for the, the potential side stories that are going on with the clones at that time to see, you know, you know, we ended with this chip 
that's that's in you know maybe some faulty chips and some clones and so right. when order 66 happens are we going to get some side stories regardless of, of what we get it'll be fascinating to see that side of of order 66 i think I, you know mm-hmm. again just yeah. just trying to guess but right. uh but the potential for for that and then and then to see um uh caleb dune in the in the uh in the 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 table uh the hologram yeah there yeah. with his with master bilba I, I just okay so maybe we'll get a little bit of more you know i love the canaan comic and so right. give me more give me more canaan yes. i love the rebels i'd love them to know more about him as a padawan right uh, if that if that's it or if that's just a little easter egg in there who knows but it's it's fun it's exciting and i'm yeah. definitely definitely looking forward to it yeah. yeah that's awesome we can't wait i'm glad dave Filoni and those guys got the chance to go back and because it was always something that they they knew it was unfinished. They weren't able to, to do, and it's good for them to go back and get that closure and really feel feel good about that. So it's just exciting. So, yeah, that is only like a week or two away, right? I mean, I think. Uh, be, yeah. 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 Lord. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so awesome. Okay. We have one more just sort of like, I, I guess really, you know, we, we've kind of caught up on everything that happened there at the end of 2019 and then some of the announcements here at the beginning of 2020. And uh, we don't know much. You know, Matt and I, honestly, somebody else sort of, uh, tipped me off about. The, I guess maybe I had heard about this. I was at a panel, um, a Del Rey panel at at Celebration, and they might have mentioned this Project Luminous, like there. I can't remember though. But someone again reminded me um, that it's an announcement that's coming up. I guess on the twenty fourth of, of February. Does that sound right? Yeah, that does sound right. And and so, do you know any like like uh, Tom? Any any thoughts? Have you guys talked about this uh, over you know on, on Coffee with Kenobi? Like, are, are there any speculation or do we know what this is going to be is it just books and literature or is it about like movies as well or what's the big the big deal around this to uh to be real honest with you uh i i don't i don't really know um when you look at the people when you look at the people involved it appears to be a literature-based uh project um you know so you've got charles soul and um oh oh claudia gray claudia gray uh, there's another comics, com- yeah. there's another comic artist, um, Kevin Scott. So you got uh, Kevin yeah. Scott and Charles Soule are your comic artists. Then you have several uh, young adult uh, authors in there. You mentioned Claudia Gray, um, uh, EK is EK John. I don't know if she's in the, in that I think list. So um, uh, Justina Ireland is uh, is a is a fantastic uh, young adult author, and a, a number other a number of others that are in there. So it it has the feel of a of a literature project um but as far as like time period what characters are involved we know nothing about it and it's just been and it's been really kept pretty secret but teased for a long time um i remember on twitter on it wasn't long after celebration on twitter kevin scott just put this thing out and and everyone was like whoa 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 whoa," and then it really said nothing (laughs) yeah 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 yes yes (laughs) and and, uh and then and then it just sort of like has has sort of simmered on the stove there for a long time. Right. And then last week, um, uh, Clayton Sandell of ABC news, uh, put out on Twitter that, you know, the 24th is when we're going to get some news on it. Apparently it was supposed to be announced earlier, 
uh, like about this time of the okay. month, um, but they pushed it back to the 24th. So we have a we have supposedly a very firm date on some announcements of what Project Luminous is going to be all about. And so I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. I mean, I mean, holy cow! In a matter of three days, we get the relaunch of a Star Wars uh, Clone Wars season, and then we yep. learn about a new a new story. New project, I don't know something. Yeah, yeah a new project. So wow, February. Who who who'd have known February of 2020 yeah. would have such such an impact? Well, yeah, I, I just think it's 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 exciting because I know and I know you're you're a literature guy and stuff. So I saw those names and I remember that being at, like at that uh, small panel there, and I, I thought this is this is cool because something that they did in the EU that I thought was and I I only know this because I've gone back and and I when, once you become obsessed with something you you go back and learn. I was just I was reading books out of order when I was growing up and everything just all over the freaking place. It was crazy, but I went back and I, I tried to learn about those authors and how did they you know, collaborate together to make a series where there was multiple authors and what did they do? Um, and so to see this type of collaboration going on now is exciting because I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be maybe a series of books, but also have the companion piece clearly with our comic book guys, like that's going to be um, a, a part of it as well. And the rumor is, and, and this would be really cool, like the rumor is, is that they're going to lay the groundwork here for, like this is the launching pad for maybe you know, another movie, a uh, trilogy, or even a, a, a TV show. And I thought that is awesome. That's, it's impressive. I think because I'm all about promoting literature and I really want, I want kids to read more. And I, I, I'm actually a reading teacher at my high school. So I, I love the idea of this. And I thought going into star Wars, their, their journey to um, the rise of Skywalker or even the last Jedi, you had all the comics you had to read all the books. You had to keep up on everything and so it feels like this is going to be something like that. Um, and I don't want to speculate too far. I've read a couple of Screen Rant articles and just different things where yeah, they, they are kind of some people are looking at this is how this is this is why I love Star Wars, you know, fans and the fandom. People have looked at like one, you know, page of a comic book and they've said, hmm, they looked at the title of this project, the title of some space station, and they try to come up with, like, <laughs> right. I think it's going to be this. And I just don't know. Like, I think that's wild, but I also love I love the energy and the spirit of that. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's see what that could be. So, um, yeah, we, we just thought we'd kind of, you know, as, as we, you know, in this, we were just kind of thinking, like, you know, what, what could that be like? And, and it's it's at least exciting, as you say, to have the Clone Wars and then to have this project um, moving forward because it's I, I just kind of can't wait. And I, my, my thing, too, is, like, they announced this. They clearly have had to been working on on some of this. I mean, some of these books or comic books or whatever are already in. I would mm -hmm. say, like I don't know what the word is production or whatever, but they they right. they've got to be working on this already. Um, we do though have already a list of books that are planned to come out this spring and and summer too. I'm looking yeah, they at they like, just the, they the, just announced that Poe Dameron book like a few days it? ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know um, Alphabet Squadron. I think has a sequel. Mm -hmm. Um. I think the Thrawn trilogy is going to have its its uh, its next installment, so so that'll be good. So this stuff seems like it's going to be again like after that, but I I bet they're they're well into um, storyboarding and thinking about like the the overarching story here. And I I'm I'm also thinking again, you've already, a lot of these people have I mean they're experienced writers who have already been writing you know in new canon stuff, um, but they're probably going to go to a different. I'm just guessing, speculating a little bit that they might go to a different time period. Uh, or go somewhere else, unless they continue this story right here with, with at the end of Rise of Skywalker. But I think they're going to let that just sit for a little bit and ride out this Rise of Skywalker Ray and what is she up to with that kind of thing. And they're going to bounce somewhere else and and tell another story. But who knows? I mean, we we have yeah. no idea. And so <laughs> it's just exciting to think like we're in a couple of weeks we're going to get that as well. So 
And it, yeah. it, I, I, I like to think that you know this project Luminous might be what, what gives us that uh, stepping stone to the next big Star Wars story. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, that's 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 nothing that I've heard or whatever. That's just my my thoughts. Is that, you know, this is this is something that's been kicked around for for quite a while, kept secret for quite a while, and uh, you got some big, heavy hitting names in there. So. You know what? What better way to um, announce a new direction than with a project, something like a project Luminous? But we'll have to wait and see. Just a few more yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh man, okay, Tom. Tom, this has been fun. Yeah, I, I mean, we, like, thank you for coming on. This has been great. Oh my gosh, yeah. this has been so much fun. I I can't even tell you. You know, I I love to talk Star Wars, but I love to talk Star Wars with people who know a lot about Star Wars, yeah. like you guys. So yeah. this has been a blast. Yeah. Well, likewise. Yeah. I mean, like it, it is a lot of fun, and and I now that I know that you're 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 a, a literature guy too, and and I'm re- I'm gonna have to be you know uh, when I read something new, and I actually I wrote down every single one of these recommendations because like the, your books, I really <laughs> did. I was like Queen Shadow. Okay, I've been told twice I need to read that. I actually have um Anthony Daniel uh Anthony Daniels I am C three PO on my audible account already queued up ready to go i just have not gotten to oh, yeah. he and he reads it i, I i've not yeah. listened to it but but i'm sure it is absolutely charming with him reading it <laughs> that's what i was thinking i was like I, I definitely want to hear that so so yeah this is good this has been inspiring and like i i hope a lot of people will kind of um you know uh, uh take take to heart some of your recommendations here and, and you know um jump into our book club and and then go listen to you guys and um do, do you guys talk about books do you guys ever do book review like a, when a book comes out do you guys you know, how does that work over there? Do you guys consume that and then um, kind of discuss a little bit? Um, it it kind of depends on what else is going on in the Star Wars world at the time. Um, you know, so all of those, you know, journey to the to the rise of Skywalker. So much was going on during that time that right. uh, we we haven't. We've talked about Dan for a while. Did a uh, did a book club where he would um, read a book and then review it uh, through a series of shows. Um, and then, and then, of course, you know, I think that was right before last, uh, the last Jedi, and so we got wrapped yeah. up in that and Solo, mm-hmm. and and so, um, so we haven't done anything for a while, but it is certainly something that is that is on our radar on a pretty regular basis. And I think, as you know, you hate to say Star Wars news is going to slow down because I don't think it 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 will, but we don't have any feature films and we don't have any big mm-hmm. uh, film productions that we know of at the at the moment, and it's it's really put a focus on Disney Plus and literature. So I would imagine probably in 2020 we'll see Coffee with Kenobi doing some uh, book book discussions, and you know that's Dan's thing. You know, Dan is a literature yeah. teacher, and uh, and so I I'm pretty sure we will start going back into some of those uh, stories and uh, dissecting some characters and storylines. Awesome. Well, I, I love listening to you guys just because you know, like you guys do weave in whatever it is you have consumed, like outside of you know, like like weeks ago or, or months prior to your episode, you guys weave that in, and I I think that's that's great and it inspires people to go. Then you know, what was it they were talking about, or what's that book, and then they they go get it, and I think it's. I think it's great. So, um, also, we wanted to before we we're gonna have you plug your social media here and everything. But I wanted to mention that um, Danzi actually did just write an article for StarWars.com. I think it was just posted yesterday or the day before here, real recently. Um, so I'm gonna put a link for that in our description. It was uh, it was sort of the um, talking about the rise of Skywalker and some of the themes in there. And and I just I just read it before uh, we did our little collaboration here, and it's great. It's it kind of talks about how, how um, it's got every you know just like like a sort of a um continuity or this this uh this theme that sort of runs through all the Star Wars films and how they they how they highlight that in the Rise of Skywalker and so it's a good article 
Um, so I just wanted to mention that uh, and, and put that down in the comments. But yeah, um, also though, so yeah, if you if you wouldn't mind, uh, where can we find you on the internet? And tell us a little bit about you know Coffee with Kenobi. Oh, absolutely. Coffee with Kenobi is a weekly podcast um, that we uh, usually releases on a Thursday or Friday, somewhere in that range. And uh, you can hear me doing the news on Coffee with Kenobi. And then uh, I, I'll uh, guest host or go co-host with Dan from time to time. We were on the other, t- uh, the other week with... Um, uh, uh, talking about Mandalorian and some other things from here and there, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a show where we we analyze and we break down the Star Wars story. Um, you know, we get interviews with uh, Dan interviewed Anthony Daniels actually right before that book, uh, right after that book was released, and so we do interviews on the show as well. Um, so you know, uh, in addition to a, a great show like yours, I, I would, I would love to have, uh, you know, your listeners come over and check out with coffee with Kenobi. You know, it's, it's such a great community. You know, we, we all back each other up and, and we keep the star Wars, uh, uh stories in our, in our timelines, super positive. And so, um, on, you know, to find coffee with Kenobi, uh, you know, check out our uh, social media just about anywhere, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, um, uh, Facebook, we all, we just search coffee with Kenobi on any of those and, uh, you'll catch up with that. Um, little thing that I started on, uh, on our, on Twitter is, uh, if you've got like, I don't know, I don't know about everybody else, but you know, where, where I do my work in my home is I've got a little office that's in the basement, in the corner of the basement. And (laughs) it's like a little cave, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's a place that I love to go and I love to do work and do the podcast and everything. And so I started a, uh, about, I don't know, maybe two, three months ago, uh, a hashtag CWK office pick. So hop on, you know, give a, give us something that you love in your office, anything, your, your favorite Funko, your favorite Star Wars pencil or, or picture or whatever. And, uh, and, you know, take a picture and hashtag it, uh, uh, CWK office pick. And I love to see what people uh, have out there. Um, to share, and some people have some really crazy stuff, some really unique and um, and rare things to to common things that we just love about Star Wars, and it's all part of our culture. And so I encourage people to share that. But but yeah, on social media, any of those places, you go to any of the um, um, you know your podcast feeds, you'll find Coffee with Kenobi in there. Um, you know, the, my my favorite is is the uh, I'm a Google guy, so I use the Google Podcast, but you know iTunes Store right. wherever. You know, you can find our show any of those places. Me personally, you can uh, uh, catch me personally on Twitter at Draftline, and uh, that's where I do most of my hanging out. Uh, I do have a uh, Instagram, and I think you have it in your notes, but yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't use it as much. So I, I think it's Cycling Librarian. Is that is that yeah, what my Instagram it. is? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. And uh, and you know you can always drop me an email, Tom G at coffeewithkenobi.com if you want to continue the conversation that we've had here tonight on any of your things. You want to talk more about the horror genre in in uh, Rise of Skywalker or more about IG8, uh, IG-11 in, uh, in that. You know, there's so many things about Star Wars that we, we didn't even scratch the surface of. Uh, like, I love the Star Wars game, like Star Wars Destiny. And uh, I just spent oh, yeah. uh, this past weekend playing Star Wars Outer Rim and uh, some fantastic games, tabletop games like that and, and, and the comics and all that kind of stuff. So so I'm, I'm game for it all. I just, I love it all. And, and all I, right. I got to say, I thank you guys for having me on tonight. It's, this has been been so much thank fun you. and uh getting to hear your perspectives and all the things we talked about tonight so thanks thank you so much 
Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah honestly, you. Tom, this has been great, and we're honored to have you. It's it's fantastic. I got to say, as I didn't know you did this. Uh, the hashtag CWK Office Picks that is fantastic, and I will literally when we get off of here, I will do one of those. My favorite thing is to like to like you know go to somebody's um, you know their cave or whatever and see their little shelf, right, and see what they have up there and what phantoms are into that kind of stuff. I think it's fantastic. So yeah, I'll definitely. Make sure you put like a, oh, I'll put that down in the notes and stuff. But yeah, we'd love to have you on anytime. And, um, you know, if ever you want to speculate, like if we do get some news or, or something about like a, a show or whatever, we'd start to speculate, you know, episode to episode, whatever. You're more than welcome. And we definitely will. I'm going to send you some some emails here just about our thoughts on, you know, some of the books that we're reading and stuff, too. Okay. So it, I'm yeah. like highly motivated now to read some of these things. Oh, well, so. give me give me a shout. I I'd love to be on anytime you guys are you guys are talking. You need that third perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Awesome. Okay. okay, we will. It. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks again. Uh, and I think you know for for our listeners here, um, you know, guys, definitely go check out with Co Coffee with Kenobi. They're one of the first podcasts that I actually listened to when I got into Star Wars podcasting. And I told uh, Dan Z this actually at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, we might have had a you know uh, I might have had a little drink in my hand at at, at the little. Uh, shinding they were throwing at the th throwing there but I, it was a great it was a great conversation I, I had to thank him because like he really inspired me to kind of get into podcasting and, and I, I've loved your guys show for a long time so make sure you guys go check them out for sure here so all right all right well we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace in our next episode we will continue to discuss your transmissions so be sure to send us your favorite thoughts uh, origin story or just any of your favorite moments from memories from a galaxy far far away if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.